0: This episode of Couch Potatoes Unite, exclamation point, is sponsored by Blue Bridge Games. For the games and gifts you won't find anywhere else, head to Grand Rapids, Michigan's friendliest local game store, Blue Bridge Games. Bluebridge Games carries an extensive line of board games, card games, role-playing tabletop games, Magic the Gathering, and more. Stop into their storefront on East Fulton or shop with them online at bluebridgegames.com. You say you want to watch a drama. You say you want to watch a comedy. Well, you can watch it with your mama. Or you can watch it with your daddy. You'll even sit and watch it with your middle school. Cat potatoes unite! Whoa, whoa! Cats potatoes unite! Whoa! new episode of the podcast entitled Couch Potatoes Unite! exclamation point, which is based on a blog of the same name because it's like what we used to be only supersized. Yet if you need something a little smaller a taste test if you will we're about to have you covered just in time for the holidays. My name is Kylie and I love TV. If you feel the same keep listening and we're checking out our website couchpotatoesunite.wordpress.com as you're bound to find some common ground or something you like for at Couch Potatoes Unite we're all about the wonders and the unique long form storytelling of the small screen. Screen. CPU! Exclamation point! Hope you've been following releases of brand new episodes of the podcast on Wednesdays, as well as new blog entries on some Tuesdays. And as always, we have several more new episodes on the way. Because the panels and I live lives behind our podcast, the episodes are published once per week. Subscribe to the website or podcast via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Castbox, Amazon Music, basically wherever you get your podcasts to stay on top of brand new episodes. Episodes already published discuss a variety of shows around the water cooler, including but not limited to Stranger Things iZombie, The Good Place, Game of Thrones, Grace and Frankie, Mr. Robot, Altered Carbon, The Orville, Outlander, Westworld, Fuller House, Shit's Creek, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Crown, Better Call Saul, and Doctor Who. Plus, new episodes are in the works, including Revisits for the 100, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Supernatural, This Is Us, Charmed, Riverdale, The Good Doctor Catching Up Series will get caught up on Season 4, The American Horror Story Franchise Series Panel, new name, will talk about Season 1 of American and horror stories. The DCTU series panel will reflect upon Season 4 of Black Lightning, and the Star Trek 50 Plus series will discuss Season 1 of Deep Space Nine. We'll be launching new panels covering Big Little Lies, The Animaniacs, Killing Eve, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, American Gods, Grey's Anatomy, Cobra Kai, Peaky Blinders, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, A Discovery of Witches, and The Hauntings of Hill House and Blind Manor. And because we look back at shows now past, we'll travel through time and experience all sorts of identities with Quantum Leap, we'll cry Bazinga for Big Bang, gang theory we'll dive deep into the fantasy world of the magicians we'll navigate the witty political satire of parks and recreation we'll become psychos for psych we'll go where everybody knows your name with cheers we hope you'll be listening when we talk about fraser and we'll know that's what she said when we talk about the office both from the uk and the usa By the way, did you know that CPU also from time to time goes live? We've been live from bunkers, comedy shows, comic cons, game stores. Plus, we're planning more live appearances and other cool stuff in 2022. It's true, including in whatever we're calling these times. So make sure you like or follow us at our Facebook page, or Twitter at CPU Podcast, or Instagram at Couch Potatoes Unite, or subscribe to our website, YouTube channel, Apple iTunes channel, Stitcher Radio channel, or find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. In the meantime, if you don't hear a show in this podcast format, fellow panelists and I still write reviews, and we always seek new panelists. So if you have any interest in joining the discussion, say hello by finding us at any of the outlets I've mentioned. At the very least, stop by and leave us a thumbs up, comment, or review, We like feedback, even mini-feedback. That joke will land in a minute, if you didn't remember it from last year. Today, we're continuing a new feature on CPU just in time for the holidays. From time to time, CPU receives requests to cover series of shorter length or even singular episodes. As a result, couch potatoes unite, exclamation point, decided to jump aboard this tiny train of appreciating the shorter long-form storytelling of the smaller and singular series and episodes and miniseries in a shorter manner, and we call that feature Minipod. In Minipod, our normal panelists of Couch Potatoes and Couch Potatoes Adjacent gather together quickly and briefly for a miniature chat in a miniature episode length about a miniature series or miniseries or at least a handful of meaningful episodes or even a special. This feature does not include aspects of our normal talks, such Such as the standard character question that changes with each show we do, because it's designed to be a quick reflection on a smaller TV series or handful of episodes or a singular episode, sometimes revolving around a theme or an aspect that means something to us in the moment. It's more like a prompted panel interview. Also, the moderator most times will not participate to keep the whole thing on task and mini, as the name suggests. What's more, we're continuing this series just in time for the holidays as part of a now annual tradition for the holidays in our holiday mini-pods where one or more of our couch potatoes and whomever they wish to invite talks about their annual viewing traditions on TV and possibly movies in a limited circumstance for the holidays. To that end, tonight's episode is the second in our holiday mini-pod series. In tonight's episode, our most involved panelist and one of our moderating team, Kristen, along with her husband, who she'll introduce in a second, gathered together around the water cooler decked in holly and sugar plums with chestnuts roasting on an open fire nearby, but with all the appropriate fire safety kids to talk about one of their most important holiday traditions, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And just by way of a tiny bit of plot summary, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a 1966 American animated television special directed and co-produced by Chuck Jones. It is based on the 1957 children's book of the same name by Dr. Seuss and tells the story of the Grinch who tries to ruin Christmas for the townsfolk of Whoville below his mountain and Hideaway. Originally telecast in the United States on CBS on December 18, 1966, it went on to become a perennial holiday special. The special features the voice of Boris Karloff as the Grinch and the narrator. The Grinch is a surly, antisocial green creature with a heart two sizes too small who lives alone in a cave atop Mount Crumpet, located above the village of Whoville. He especially hates Christmas and has always been annoyed by the town's Christmas celebrations. One Christmas Eve, he finally decides to stop Christmas Day from coming to Whoville by disguising himself as Santa Claus, his dog Max as a reindeer, and in a reversal of Santa's visit, steal all the gifts, decorations, and symbols of Christmas. Once loaded, he plans on dumping the bags of stolen goods. His plan is nearly thwarted by a toddler named Cindy Lou Who, but is otherwise undetected. As the Grinch reaches the summit of Mount Crumpet, ready to dump the bags, he discovers that the citizens of Whoville, despite having no gifts or decorations, have gathered in the middle of town to sing as christmas day dawns realizing that christmas means more than just material possessions the grinch's heart grows three sizes he saves the sleigh returns the presents and the other belongings to the who's and joins in the town's christmas celebration by carving the roast beast Today in the second episode of our Holiday mini pod series, Kristen and her husband, er, couch potato adjacent, to be introduced, discuss their holiday tradition of watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas and what it means to them. As always, it should be noted that all of our panelists have watched The Grinch, possibly 100 times, and well without doubt discuss more sensitive plot points than I just gave away. So for those of you who have not watched this perennial holiday special, listen at your own risk, as there may be major spoilers. Hi, Kristen. Hi. How,
1: how's life? Life's good. How are you, Kylie?
0: Oh, good. Ready for the merriment of the holidays and so forth?
1: Yes. Can't wait. My favorite time of year.
0: Cool. Well, that bodes well for what we're about to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> which is Dr. Seuss's How the Cringe Stole Christmas, which was right.
1: your requested holiday special. It was. Yeah, it was a pretty easy one to pick. It's the one that we'll get into this, but yeah, I've watched it ever since I was little. It's part of the holiday season for me.
0: All right. Well, before we get too far, I'm going to do this, so this, just as a reminder to everyone who's listening, this is meant to be quick, somewhat rapid fire. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I'm going to start by introducing you and your adjacent Couch Potato. Sure. So let's first hear what each of your first names are, just your first names, not the rest of your life story. We'll get into that holiday-wise in just a second. Tell us, how'd you find Couch Potatoes Unite, and what are some panels that you are on Or in your husband's case, you're going to be on.
1: All right. Well, I guess obviously I'll go first. My name's Kristen. As Kylie said, I'm. I've been on Couch Potatoes Unite as a panelist since the very first pilot episode, and that was back in two thousand and fifteen. Correct. Yeah. So I've been on Couch Potatoes Unite for three or no, six years now. Math. Math is hard. So six years I've been a part of Couch Potatoes Unite. As Kylie said, I'm one of the most involved panelists. I moderate from time to time. I love it. I watch a lot of good TV and sometimes not so good TV. It's what I do. And I like being you some
0: sort of veiled reference to the
1: DCTO series. <laughs> I mean, you could throw a polar house into that mix too. Okay, and okay fair. Yeah, a little bit. But
0: All right. Well, so
1: that's how I came to find... CPU. was that the other was that all you had for me Why are Name? some
0: panel i mean i know you're the most involved but oh throw out a few examples well,
1: okay so uh doctor who once upon a time both the dctu and the marvel shows that were on netflix downton abbey And I think I was on what the Futurama single shot podcast, Fuller House, I moderated. I was on the Serena the Teenage Witch panel as well. If you listen to it, I was probably on it. There's very few that I'm not on. It would be easier to name what I don't do versus what I do participate in.
0: And also, when I asked you for examples, (laughs) you went back to the beginning. So I was
1: like, wow. Yeah, because the original pilot three were Once Upon a Time, Doctor Who, and was it Orange is the New Black was the other pilot one? Yeah. Yes. So, so you've, yeah,
0: you've been around the block,
1: been around the block, <laughs> a lot. multiple times,
0: multiple times. Uh, yeah. So welcome, Kristen. Who did you bring with you today to talk about how the Grinch stole Christmas?
1: I brought with me my husband. His name is Zach. And this is his first time ever being on a CPU podcast, but it is not going to be his last.
2: No. Yeah. Welcome. I'm, I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. yeah i've been told i'm going to be on the cobra kai one too so that's that's very exciting
1: yeah we love cobra kai we can't wait for the next season to come out I mean, in a couple weeks.
2: Anything that flashes me back to my childhood and growing up in the 80s and 90s, I mean, that's that's always a good thing. Fair
0: enough. Welcome to the Couch Potatoes Unite, Zach. Thank you. And we're going to talk, so their house, their, their wonderful husband and wife household in this holiday tradition that we started all of last year, is going to talk about how the Grinch stole Christmas in these rapid-fire questions. I'm simply going to ask them the question and they're going to answer it. You both must talk for each answer, each question. So, (laughs) don't anticipate everything your spouse is going to say. That'll make it easier on each of you. Okay, so, (laughs) how did you come to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas? What made you start watching it?
1: I, the Grinch has been a part of my Christmas tradition since I was born. So, Long time. But yeah, it's just something that we've always watched. My parents, my sister and I, because we have a little small immediate family. But it was just, we always watched it when it was on TV. Every year they had a couple of, of repeat showings. I believe it was on network TV at first when I was really little. And then as I got older, I think what well, ABC Family, which is now Freeform, started showing it as part of their 25 Days of Christmas. And so we kind of migrated over there to watch it. Yeah, it's just, we always... It was just kind of always there. It was a tradition of ours. It still is. Now we get to stream it too, which is nice and kind of watch it on our own schedule when we're together for the holidays. But yeah, we usually watch it either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day.
2: Yeah. For me growing up, I mean, Dr. Seuss was a huge thing in my household, not only with the books, but also my dad has an extensive record vinyl collection. So I definitely remember listening to this on vinyl and then also, you know, watching, watching the animated. I mean, that's Just one of the quintessential Christmas movies out there. So, I mean, it was something that was always on in our household. And, yeah, it's just continued till this day.
0: How did watching the Grinch become a holiday tradition for you, for both of you?
1: For both of us together, since we were a thing? I mean, an official (laughs) thing with, like, a license and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because our first Christmas together was 2018 when we were dating, and yeah, Zach, I mean, the nice thing about our family schedules is that our families get together on different days, so we don't have to really overlap, which is a huge blessing. And so we spend, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day with my family, and then we spend two other days in later December with his family. So for us, it was really, I think we started watching it Christmas Eve, that first year that he came around, we kind of just watched it after we've had, you know, our, our Christmas Eve dinner. You know, had some hot chocolate or a nice other beverage that's christmas And we just turned it on and watched it because it's such an easy watch and it's still part of the thing. So that's the first time we watched it together was at my parents' house on Christmas Eve. And it's, yeah, it's been every year since. So sometimes it's, like I said, sometimes it's Christmas Eve, sometimes it's Christmas Day. But we always make sure to watch it on one of those two for sure.
2: I mean, I think it helped that it was definitely one of those Christmas-type specials that we both could agree on. <laughs> Watching. <laughs> Men both did watch growing up i mean i learned quickly on i mean there was certainly stuff i watched growing up that Kristen didn't and vice versa mm-hmm. but this was definitely one that we both could agree on and definitely i felt probably that we both felt this was the true representation of this story haven't been that impressed with the other ones that have come out since
1: and he's talking about the two feature-like movies the one it's live action with Jim Carrey, and then there was a recent animated one with Benedict Cumberbatch. It's
2: so. not the same. I
1: like them, but. You know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> still, this is still the epitome. This is still the, out of the three, this is still the best one.
0: I guess we rooted out some of those things you don't agree on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, to the extent that this question is different, so I asked, how did it become a holiday tradition? Why has it remained a holiday tradition for you?
1: That's a good question. I think it's just, because it's one of those shows, you don't watch it throughout the year. In most cases, I won't say as a hard 100% you never watch it because people do. I, you know, I limit my watching of this to like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and you know, so by the time that these dates roll around every year, I, I want to watch it. I haven't seen it in a while. I just kind of, not really, I just don't, I have a craving for it. It's like that Christmas junk food television that I love. So that's, I think, why it's remained a tradition is that I just, it's so ingrained in me that I do this every year. And while I'm not the biggest fan of, well, we've always done it this way, so we're going to keep doing it this way as a mentality, I've always done it this way, so I'm going to keep doing it this way (laughs) with the Grinch. It's just, it's easy. It's what, 20 some minutes? It's really not that long. It's pretty short. So it's really easy to fit into your holiday traditions schedule.
2: I mean, for me, it's just one of those things that signals that this is the holiday season, so to speak, you know? And I don't know. So I guess that's really just how it became tradition once. Once this comes on, I know, all right, we're in that season.
0: What do you do to make watching it more special? What conditions have to be present to make this annual tradition correct, in quotes?
1: For me, it's watching it with my family. So with my parents, my sister, my brother-in-law, and I have. I now have two nieces. So this will be, yeah, it'll be one of my nieces' first time watching it, but she's only six months old. The other niece that I have, she's about three, and she is obsessed with the Grinch. She, she sleeps with a Grinch- plushy, like a big, long, like 18-inch long Grinch stuffed animal she's obsessed with the benedict cumberbatch version though which is fine she's only three (laughs) there's time but for us it's, it's watching it all together it's being in the same room we have this great little we call it the tv room at my parents house it's kind of like a den it's a little smaller it's there's not a lot of natural light which is great for movie watching tv watching so we've all just you know we pile in there i we always you know i usually have a cup of hot chocolate and we press play or turn it on and that's that's my ultimate way. I have to watch it is with my with my parents, my siblings, and my nieces and Zach, of course. I think
2: I can really watch this movie anytime during the holiday season. It doesn't. I don't really need things to be like lined up perfect to watch it. Even if it's just something that I have going on in the background, just because it's one of those things that you can just pick up like all the time. It's a quick watch. It's always entertaining, even if you've seen it like so hundreds
1: many, of times. Yeah,
2: because. Realistically, I've probably have seen it hundreds of times. <laughs> or
1: listened to it on your dance final.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, to, to echo what Kristen said, I mean, it's it's awesome watching, you know, the joy of our niece <laughs> watching it now and, mm-hmm. and sharing that, too. So it just makes it that much more special, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So what element or elements of this special speaks the most to you about the holiday season and why?
2: I mean, to me, I, I always like the story of redemption, I guess, so to speak that anybody can change. You know, it's not really how you how you started, but how you finished. And that's just something that's always echoed for me. And, I don't know, just always been a really good story.
1: And for me, my favorite part, why it kind of rings true for the season, is, you know, it's closer to the end. You know, it's after the Grinch. Spoiler, I guess. That's like 60 years old. You know, Somebody might not have seen it and decided to I listen mean, to you know, this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. After, you know, it's after the Grinch takes all the toys and all the decorations from whoville and he's heading back up the mountain with with max and the who's down in whoville just they get together and they start singing and you know that's when the grinch has the realization that christmas isn't something that comes from the store and the you know it's all about christmas means more than the material items that we have it's about who you're with and reminding what the season is all about i'm sentimental i'm very sappy very i'm the romantic type so that's what really speaks about it to me too and you know there's a cute dog i I love max little max Max is my favorite so everybody should have a dog at christmas that's just me but yeah it's the spirit of the season and the reason why
0: so is this excellent tv or merely entertaining or appropriate tv for the context talk about the special in terms of its quality like a tv review
1: it's definitely held up and i don't know if because it's animated if you know the voice talent is awesome it's still very funny it's still, I don't know, there, there isn't anything about it that seems dated or needs to be changed or isn't in good taste anymore. Like some shows don't age well, being from a different era. It's still good quality Christmas viewing. It's family friendly, and which is great around the holidays when you're all together with people of all ages. It's solid for me. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's certainly something that's held up well. I mean definitely entertaining definitely funny i mean the whole i always loved the way the grinch went about taking the gifts from people's houses i mean it was he had a certain flair about it even with like using what he had like a cane or the candy cane and like mm-hmm. shot pool with it and with the ornaments and everything and how he closed the tr- christmas tree like an umbrella to shoot it up the chimney i mean it's just mm-hmm. always always stuff that i just always found funny and yeah i mean certainly it's it's message and everything is definitely held up very well too
0: so this might segue actually nicely into the next question what is your favorite part or parts about it and what is your least favorite part or parts if anything
1: it's the song it's the you're a mean one mr grinch song hands down i i love it i love that it's song with that really low bass voice i love that song i think it's awesome it's my favorite part hands i mean and max i mean i can't not talk about max enough max is the best dog ever besides our dog sophie but animated max max hands down he's the best he's loyal he's sweet he's cute he's funny and then the the song
2: yeah i mean i i always like the how creative and resourceful the grinch was with how he was Whether putting together a Santa Claus suit or the sleigh or anything like that. Probably my least favorite part, I always felt bad for Max. Especially when he was going (laughs) down the mountain with that big sleigh loaded up. I'm like, this dude is going to have problems. And I'd always get nervous for him, even, you know, you see it a hundred million times, it doesn't matter.
1: But he goes, but he loves the Grinch I, so much. That the he, loyalty. He, he loves him, and he's loyal, and he goes along with the plan, even though he knows that it's probably not going to be the best idea and that it's not going to work. Right. That is unconditional, undying love right there, is Max. Gotta love him. He's the best.
0: Do you have a least favorite part,
1: Kristen? Not really, not in the animated, not in this animated one, the original. Yeah, it doesn't... I mean, it's so short, there's not enough time for the pacing to really slow down or to feel like it's dragging anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the credits are my least favorite if I have to choose (laughs) something.
0: The fact that it's
1: done. (laughs) (laughs) It's done is my least favorite part.
0: Well, that's quite a lot of praise in one little sentence. (laughs) So that also, you may have addressed this earlier, but to ask this question, is this special enjoyable all year round or is it something that requires the holiday
1: mood for me personally I won't watch it outside of the day after Thanksgiving past the day after Christmas I feel like it's it is best enjoyed during the holiday season but again I know people like my niece who will watch it any time of year you know some people just they love having that Christmas spirit all year round and good for them but I tend to keep my Christmassy stuff in the Christmas you know Thanksgiving to Christmas season just because in it I don't get sick of it it keeps it fresh. And then I'm excited to watch it again when the time comes around.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, I don't I don't know that this is something that I could watch in the middle of July. <laughs> I mean, with Christmas in July, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, this is certainly, again, like I said earlier, something that just kind of signals the holiday season. You know, because of what I think it normally pops on around, yeah, after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They start airing it. So, I mean, it's...
1: Well, it's hard, too, now, because there's so many stations, like what, Hallmark, Lifetime, Freeform. They're all creeping in up to Halloween with their Christmas stuff now. So there's even like countdowns to Christmas and lead up to Christmas, whatever they want to call it. But they'll start showing it like November 1st in some instances, which I think is a little too early. Each their own.
0: Why should others consider adding this special to their annual holiday viewing tradition if it's not already there?
1: Because it's a classic. It's been around since the 60s. And what Sean Connery, the late, great Sean Connery is the voice of the Grinch. Like, Boris, he's not? I no,
0: he... Boris Karloff is the voice of the Grinch.
1: Really? Oh, fail. Dang it. Why did I think he... I know John he heard oh, Boris Karloff sings it. Boris he sings
0: the song. Boris Karloff sings the song, is the voice of the Grinch, and is the voice of the narrator.
1: What? blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Dang it, you're right. I know oh, I'm right. <laughs> okay. So it's Boris Karloff is the voice of the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Earl Ravenscroft is the singer. Oh,
0: okay. Yep. You're probably right. Yep. Sean Connery was just like, he was James Bond at that time.
1: I thought there was, I thought there was something else. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I love it. It's just, it's a classic. It's, you know, it's kind of right up there for me with, you watch the old stop motion claymation, you know, Rudolph and Frosty and all, you know, the Chris the Kringle movie i think it's santa claus is coming to town you know there's so many great christmas classics that came out of that era that deserve to be watched by modern day younger audiences but this one for me is the top of the list i love you know i love rudolph i love frosty all that but this is it for me this is the the epitome of the christmas classics that are out there
2: yeah i don't really i mean it's yeah just one of those things where it is it is a classic and I think just one of those things, because it's lasted this long, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. I don't think this is ever going to be something that goes away.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just think about it, too. I mean, yes, this was inspired by, and it's a direct adaptation of the original book by Dr. Seuss, but this has now spawned two movies in more recent history as well, and it's kind of nice when you go back and see, oh, this is where the jokes come from, or this is what they're alluding to. I mean, this is a perfect book to screen adaptation to there's there's not many perfect adaptations out there but this is definitely one of them where they take the original source material add some extra magic on top of it and it's it's perfect there wasn't anything i'd change so now you get to rate this special and you're rating it
0: according to the special holiday mini pod rating scale which goes like this and yes you can use half stars but don't be a jerk and use fractions like our favorite (laughs) panel panelist spencer who is mean to me good old spence okay he's not even here but maybe he'll listen and hear that So, would you rate How the Grinch Stole Christmas as five stars? Holy smokes! It's the best holiday miniseries or holiday TV show or holiday set of episodes in history! Four stars. It's pretty good. Not perfect, but pretty good. You enjoy it enough to keep revisiting it, but realize it's not for everyone. Is it three stars? There are parts you like and parts you don't, but you're mostly in it for the family holiday bonding time. Is it two stars? You're saying nothing to keep the peace, but this is a very boring holiday TV tradition. You would just as soon watch five other things, though maybe a part of it is fascinating or holds it together for you long enough to tolerate it, or one star. If you watch it, it's because your family makes you. Otherwise, pass on this one, guys. It's a snoozer. Not fun, not funny, not dramatically sound. There are too many other good holiday TV shows, specials, episodes, miniseries, etc. to watch. Give yourself the gift of time you only wish you could, how would you rate How the Grinch Stole Christmas?
2: I mean, I'm gonna have to give it a five, I mean, obviously. Like I said before, it because it's, I mean, it's it's been around this long for a reason. It's just everything about it, from the songs, from the funny parts, to the classic animation, to the story, I mean, and the general theme behind the story. I mean, it's just something that's always resonated well. And I think we'll continue to.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I'm gonna oh, do I'm gonna controversy. Do four and a half. <laughs> I mean, it's just there. This is. It's really good. It's so good. I think it's just long enough. I don't have anything negative to say about it. The only thing that's keeping me from giving it an actual full five stars is that I don't know if it is the absolute one hundred percent best. Like this is the best of the best of the holiday shows, mini-series, little movies, whatever, out there, just because there are so many. And there's so many good ones, and it is so hard to determine this is the ultimate number one, or this is a really, really close, almost number one, but it's number two. So I'm gonna go with four and a half, just because it, it is so hard to rank. Because there's like also like the Charlie Brown Christmas is out there too, and that's also incredibly, incredibly good, and I recommend that as well. So I'm gonna give this a good four and a half, just because I can't choose a number one.
0: So what's your final word or parting shot? about How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How would you summarize what we've talked about for the last several minutes?
1: (laughs) I think we've said everything that needs to be said. I I can't praise it enough. I can't recommend it enough. I'm excited to to watch it again this year. We haven't watched it quite yet. As as of the time of this recording, we haven't watched it quite yet. So it's still pretty early December, so it's on our watch list before Christmas Day. But it's great. I love it.
2: Yeah, it's... It's one of those things. You just got to watch it.
0: Fair enough. So at this time, what I'd like to do is thank Kristen and Zach for joining me to talk about their favorite holiday special in this holiday mini pod, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Thank you for doing that so wonderfully before the Christmas holidays come around because they did it's now time to roll our mini credits couch potatoes unite exclamation point was produced by back pocket productions run by yours truly the chief couch potato which is really another way of saying executively produced by me, Kylie Piette. My associate producers are Krista Pennington and Celine Resmer. I edit this podcast and our logo is by Rebecca Wallace. Our marketing graphic artist is Krista. Our theme song was written by Sarah Milbratz and sung by Sarah, Amy McDaniel, and Kals Resmer. Kals played the keyboard, Ian McDonough played the bass, Christian Somerville played the guitar, and the whole shebang was engineered by Kyle Aspinall and Christian. We hail from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Please, if you like what you hear, take the time to rate us, give us stars, provide comments, or review us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Amazon are just a few of the places you can find us, but we're also on YouTube. We have our website. Otherwise, feel free to tell us how we're doing, what we should add, subtract, keep, or toss. You know how it goes. And if you have suggestions for shows we might consider, contact us at our website where we have a guestbook. By email at CouchPotatoesUnite podcast at gmail.com our facebook our twitter at cpu podcast our instagram at couch potatoes unite or wherever you get your podcasts though of course we add new and old shows to chat about around the water cooler all the time and always have new episodes coming down the pipe just listen to our intros if you miss old episodes or want to know in general what shows we cover just search for us find us wherever you do searchable things on the internet Don't forget that exclamation point. Or contact us via our website, our email, our social media accounts. And stay up on all the new events and episodes by our humble little podcast, Couch Potatoes Unite, exclamation point. Until the next time, The Grinch can only be streamed on TBS or TNT currently with a cable login or via Peacock with a premium subscription, though it can also be rented on YouTube TV and on Amazon Prime. I did the research and this is good as of 2021 it'll probably change for 2022 just so you know. In the meantime, if you have nominations for shows we should cover on our podcast, including miniseries and specials, contact us via social media or our email. You can volunteer to be a panelist too. In the meantime, and until next time, until next episode new episodes are published every wednesday keep listening keep watching happy holidays and stay tuned
1: merry Merry christmas Christmas, happy happy holidays. holidays and a happy new year